Would you want your doctor to be 101 years old? Your great-grandparents old? saw the same guy. <laughs> and he's still using the same tools? I mean, does he, does he have all the latest equipment? He Handwritten was. notes always in that guy's office. Yeah. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstadt. <laughs> As we wake up this morning, the death toll in Maui has risen. They're still fighting the wildfires, and there is a lot of people trying to get off the islands. Let's go live now to the West Coast. ABC's Alex Stone has been monitoring the situation in Maui. Alex, what do we know this morning? Well, Eric, good morning. Uh, as you mentioned, the, the numbers going up. It was uh, overnight up to 53 who were killed, and then a short time ago, two more added to that of bodies that they found. So, 55 now, everybody with a story, everybody with loved ones who are finding out that their loved one was unable to uh, escape those flames. But crews are just now getting into Lahaina, so they believe that these numbers are going to go a lot higher than than where they are right now as they begin to sift through the burned-out cars and burned-out buildings. The the flames were moving so quickly. You know, it's almost unimaginable. In 80-mile-per-hour winds, the flames were moving at 80 miles an hour, and people were unable to, to outrun the flames, uh, like we've seen in California in recent years, in Paradise a couple of years ago when 85 people died, or the, the Northern California wine country in 2017 when the flames uh, moved through neighborhoods and people could not get out. So they expect that the numbers are going to go a lot higher. And, Eric, a couple of minutes ago we talked to Maui's mayor who went into Lahaina yesterday surveying the damage. He told us this. closest thing I can compare it to is uh, perhaps a, a war zone where maybe a, a bomb went off. It was uh, cars in the street, doors open, um, you know, melted to the ground. Um, most structures uh, no longer exist. And then there's all of the missing police say around a thousand people are believed to be missing right now. People who have not seen or heard from their loved ones, but not all of them are likely gone. Uh, you know, most of them are probably alive, but communication is down uh, around the island. So getting phone calls in and out uh, to let somebody know that you're alive has been tough for many. And then at the airport, all of the mainlanders who are trying to get out, they have been told they've got to leave their hotels. They've been bussed and dropped off at the airport. The airlines, everybody from United to Southwest to Alaska to Hawaiian Airlines, Delta, American are flying in empty planes, uh, only full of formula and diapers and food, but to fill up and get people out of there. And some are going to Honolulu, others are going to L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, airfares of $19 to get them out. But in the meantime, as the families are being dropped off at the airport, they're living in the terminals, sleeping on luggage carts and on the floor and trying to find some way out from their vacation and uh, waiting for a flight and a, an empty seat to, to get them out of there. ABC's Alex Stone covering the situation in Maui. Thank you, Alex. You got it. Thanks, Eric. Getting a lot of questions about what to do if you have like upcoming plans. And I know this sounds trivial, given everything that we just heard. Um, if you have plans to go to Maui in the next... If you have some in the next couple of weeks or the next month, uh, Washington Post basically says, yeah, you should cancel that. Um, if you have hotel reservations in Maui, don't expect them. I mean, some of those hotels are gone, especially in Lahaina. 
And then as far as travel insurance, definitely worth calling your uh, provider if you've been working through an agent or whatnot, because things are obviously going to be different here, not just in the next couple of weeks, but for the foreseeable future. 7-14, the Packers put on the pads and they get to work tonight. Brandon Snide's got sports in a minute. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The NFL is officially back. Two preseason games got underway last night. And tonight, the Packers getting their shot to be on the field. Packers quarterback Jordan Love is expected to play between joint practices and the preseason games. Number 10 says he sees good value in both. I think they're both very important. Um, the practice is obviously huge. You know, everybody's practicing. Um, it's a lot of good reps for everybody. And then, you know, the game is going to be, obviously, the script's going to be a little bit different, a little bit dialed down. So um, I think it's great for everybody to be able to lock in and focus on those plays. Um, you're really going to make the most of that game right there for a lot of guys. Packers and Bengals set to kick off in Cincinnati at 6 p.m. Over to the Diamond, where the Milwaukee Brewers will begin a crucial nine-game road trip that begins in Chicago tonight to take on the White Sox. Entering the day, Milwaukee currently holding a two-and-a-half-game lead in the NL Central Division. Brewers warm-up will get you ready for tonight's game. That gets underway right here on 620 WTMJ, beginning at 6 p.m. Former Marquette University star Dwayne Wade is set to be enshrined into the Basketball Hall of Fame this weekend. The three-time NBA champ acknowledges... Without MU, there is no D. Wade. The Marquette community, Marquette University, all the players. Like, Dwayne Wade did not become the basketball player that he became without so many people. So that day in August is going to be a beautiful moment for everybody that's been a part of this journey. That day is coming up on Saturday night. And lastly, congratulations is in order for our teammate and our daily guest here on Wisconsin Morning News, even though he's out on vacation. Packers Hall of Famer and former Badger is heading to the booth this fall. Mark Tauscher. Joining the Badgers Radio Network to be the lead analyst, head coach Luke Fickle, congratulating Tausch, even though he says his playing days weren't really memorable in Madison. Tausch, congratulations. We're, uh, we're excited to have you. I, I know that I've been trying to look up some things on you. I know I played against Mac in 96. Uh, I think I heard you were on that team, but uh, I don't really remember seeing you in the game. But uh, hopefully you're more memorable on the air than you, uh, than you were when I played against you. <laughs> Congratulations to Tausch. Hopefully he's better on the air than he was on the field. Oh, absolutely. Good that's stuff. great. That's a perfect transition for him to move into and take on a larger role in the booth there. So that's great stuff for Tausch. 718. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano. Vince is back Monday. Eric Bilstead is here along with Mike Spaulding. Mike's in for Debbie Lazga. She returns on Monday as well. Brandon Snyder's got your sports. Family Fest is tomorrow. This is the first time this is taking place. Our sister station, 101.7 The Truth, is hosting a Family Fest in Milwaukee. What's it all about and what is the mission of 101.7 The Truth? Joining us in studio, Kyle Wallace, the content and program director for 101.7. Yeah, absolutely. We're really excited. 101.7 The Truth is hosting our first annual Truth Family Fest this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Riverside University High School. Uh, We're just excited to partner with Riverside University High School. They're going to have their students there performing. But in addition to that, it's just going to be a great family-friendly event. There'll be food vendors there, community resources, financial resources as well. We'll also have uh, a gaming, Keys Ultimate Gaming there, so kids can game and people can game. But really just a great opportunity to, you know, 
coming to a culmination as the school year gets ready to kick back off for these students. A great time to bring the family out for a fun event right there in the heart of the city at Riverside University High School. So you got to celebrate a little bit before we get back into the school year, right? Got to enjoy summer for at least a little bit longer. Oh, yeah, the kids do. I mean, there is no, I guess summer exists for us, but I mean, I, I still go to work every day. So. <laughs> get one right. last thing they can do. So is this part of the mission for 1017 The Truth to create a, a gathering like this, to have a community gathering and have people come together? Yeah, that is the mission for us. You know, we really wanted to be not just a radio station, but we really wanted to be impactful in the community. That's why we have so many different community events to be active. We want an active listening audience and we want to be a contribution to the city in a positive way. And I think there is no po- more positive way than being able to have a family fest for the community, in the community. I think the power of having it at a Milwaukee public school uh, just really shows the commitment that we have to Milwaukee. During this event, also, students who come, there will be, and while supplies last, thank you to uh, the sorority that did, donated the backpacks. We're going to have backpacks that are going to be filled with school supplies. Excellent. And so we're really uh, excited for that. Sigma Gamma Rose sorority uh, donated those backpacks, so students have an opportunity to have that. Uh, free haircuts as well. Um, and so for kids to come out, come back to excuse me, come out and get ready to go back to school mm-hmm. and have a chance to get a free haircut during the event is great. And then on top of that, you know, we talk about community, something that, you know, everybody loves is music. And so we're actually going to have live music throughout the day for people to hear and listen to. So really just excited about this Family Fest and bringing the community together for a great family-friendly event. We well, really appreciate what you guys are doing at 1017 The Truth, too. Uh, obviously, as an asset for the community, also putting some uh, local leaders on notice, making sure that they have a place where they can speak and can respond to the community. Yeah, we, we've invited some leaders to come out just for our opportunity to engage. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is that when it comes to the leaders who are in our community, people want to be able to touch them, feel them, and know who they are mm-hmm. and understand that they're going to respond to any request that they have because that's what, you know, you get elected. You're elected by the people. So just having, again, this opportunity where we'll have some people who are leaders in our community out to be able to engage is going to be fun. But then in addition to that, our truth hosts are going to be there. Some there of our TMJ teammates uh, are going to be showing up as well. So a chance to engage there um, from 12 until 2 p.m. We'll actually have a live broadcast hosted by Tori Lowe, community advocate and activist, and Melanie Ricks, who is the new Milwaukee Bucks That's sideline right. and digital reporter. They'll be hosting the show live from the True Family Fest from 12 p.m. to uh, 2 p.m. So, again, just excited to have as many people out to come together, have great conversations, but more importantly, a time just to have fun and relax and enjoy the summer. Absolutely. Kyle Wallace from 1017 The Truth. The first annual Family Fest is Saturday. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for having us. 726. I'm sure you've noticed if you've been out and about the last couple of days, gas prices are steadily increasing. Seeing a lot of 399s out there for regular unleaded. I uh, haven't seen anything over that yet, but I'm sure it's out there. But I, I've seen a lot of 399s. Uh, a couple of reasons for that, at least. It, there always seems to be several factors at play with all of this. Uh, right now, I think the um, the big one that we've heard some experts bring up is the record-breaking heat. In some areas of the country, just seeing a ridiculous uh, temperature right now. What do we have in Phoenix? More than 100 degrees temp for 30 straight days, something like that. So that's playing a role. We have some rising oil prices. And then, of course, when you have falling oil production, of course, taking place, that's when you start seeing some of this. Uh, there are some other um, other factors, I believe, at play as well. But as of now, we're starting to see this creep up. We'll see if it operation VP Rick Schlesinger joins us at 745. There's something happening at AmFam 
that isn't a Brewers game that could affect you. We'll discuss that coming up here in less than 10 minutes. So if you want to live longer and have a sharper brain, there are three things you need to do. That according to a 101-year-old neurologist who's been practicing medicine since 1947. They're still practicing. Yes. Okay, all right, I'll take their advice then. Dr. Howard Tucker on CNBC has been practicing uh, medicine since forever, since 1947. He's 101 years old, still doing well. He says there's a couple of reasons for that. He says good genes, obviously, and a bit of luck can help you throughout the duration of your life. However, he had three specific things he does to keep his brain sharp. He says he reads for entertainment. When I'm not reading about the latest advancements and treatments in neurology, I like to read biographies and detective stories. So he reads, okay. Number two, he stays social. Research has indicated that strong relationships may help maintain our memory and cognitive function. Unfortunately, at my age, many of my closest friends and family members and colleagues have passed away, but I am fortunate that my job has allowed me to build relationships with younger colleagues. My wife and I also make it a priority to have dinner with people in our community at least weekly. He's 101 his wife's still alive too? Yeah. Good for him. I do not know uh, his wife of 66 years. She's 89. And then finally, he goes to work. So how do you stay alive and continue to have a sharp brain? You fill out TPS reports, Mike. (laughs) That's what you have to do. You have to work. Just keep showing up every day. Come on. That's what's killing us. Don't retire. Just keep on going. I go vacation. to work, he says. Research shows a correlation between retiring and increased cognitive decline, which is why I still haven't retired. No way. I'm sorry, doctor. I'm not buying that. That's the that's like the equivalent of if you never, you know, eat bad food, then you'll live longer. Yeah. That's what that is. Like, yeah, okay, sure. Ugh. You can be Tom Brady, but you never get to eat strawberries. <laughs> like, what right. kind of life is that? Yeah, so keep doing the thing that continues to kill you. <laughs> Come on. You had me at the other two. What do you think his work life is like? I mean, he a hundred and one year old. That's like, a, are you going like once a week? That's a great question. And would you want that to be your doctor? Oof. Would you want your doctor to be a hundred and one years old? Your great grandparents saw the same guy, <laughs> and he's still using the same tools. I mean, does he? Does he have all the latest equipment? He Handwritten must. notes always in that guy's office. Seven thirty nine. On the old National Bank Talk and text line 855-616-1620, Dan texting in that if he's 101 years old and has all his faculties, then I would pick him because he has more experience. So he's going with the older doctor. Smart man. Uh, This one from the 262, is this guy, the doctor, a neurologist or a urologist? He's a neurologist. I'm not sure if that matters. But I guess we can go. Yeah, right now, by the way, it's 71 degrees. <laughs> You're waiting for me there. <laughs> it's 745. Brewers 360 in one minute. We check in with Rick Schlesinger. Lots going on at Amfem Field that has nothing to do with what's taking place on the field. We'll explain next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers hit the road today to begin a nine-game road trip that begins in Chicago to take on the White Sox to begin a three-game set. Entering the day, Milwaukee currently holding a two-and-a-half game lead in the National League Central Division. Brewers warm-up will get you ready for tonight's action. That will get underway right here on 620 WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. Brewers 360, sponsored by Holiday Automotive. Joining us is Rick Schlesinger, the president of business operations for your 
Milwaukee Brewers. Rick, want to ask you about some of these um, fan favorites that are going to be coming in and also what's happening on Monday at AmFam. But first, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you quickly just about the AmFam maintenance funding package, where that's at right now. I know originally it was something that Governor Evers had suggested be part of the two-year budget plan. That didn't happen. I know there's been some back and forth. Any update on that, where that stands right now as far as you're concerned? Yeah, we're, we're having a lot of productive discussions with all the folks in Madison, uh, in the Assembly, the Senate, the governor's office, and, uh, you know, just working through a lot of the logistics mechanics and trying to come up with solutions. It's, it's, there's a willingness and a recognition that we want to get something done, which is great. Um, the devil's in the details. So nothing specific to report right now, but I'm, I'm optimistic. Uh, I, I see a lot of good discussions happening a lot of motivated people, and, and frankly, I think everybody understands um, the Stadium District has done a great job uh, in partnership with us of keeping this ballpark in great shape, but it just needs money to keep going, and they don't have a revenue source, and everybody wants to make sure that they do have a revenue source. Excellent. Optimism. That's great. Uh, Rick, wanted to ask you about Monday. So Pink is playing AmFam Field on Monday, which is uh, fantastic and unique, and she, she puts on a great show from everything I've ever heard. But that could be a tangle for some folks because that's, of course, a work day, and there's going to be people heading home or, or driving through the interstate uh, on that day. What do we need to know about what can happen on Monday and Monday afternoon? Yeah, we're going to have you know, 45,000 people coming for Pink at the same time that uh, people are going to be leaving work. So we just ask people to, to plan ahead and uh, expect traffic. And the best way to do that is to sort of plan early. The parking lot's open at 3.30. Uh, the gates to the ballpark open at 5. There are several, you know, opening acts. So uh, what I would suggest is, is people think getting there early. And even if they get in the ballpark at 5, there's plenty of things to do and just get comfortable and, and just plan ahead and buy parking in advance on Brewers.com because I cannot guarantee that if you don't do that, you'll have a parking spot. And, uh, again, with traffic, just, you know, be smart, plan ahead, and be patient. And uh, the show will be fantastic. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a little little busy in the traffic afternoon. But uh, I know people will get in and uh, want to make it a great experience for everybody. You know what you should do? Pink likes to, like, hang from cables when she sings. We should do something where you open the roof up and, you know, shut it, open it up, and then swing her back and forth from a cable. could do something pretty unique there at that venue. Yeah, that would that would be something I would say unique. Um, <laughs> it might be, you know, not the safest thing. We, we want her to be safe and do other shows. But, uh, yeah, I think what we hear is that she really puts on an amazing show and uh, an incredible athlete as well as a great performer. So I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, I'll be there with my 45,000 closest friends. Nice. Hey, Rick, I know you got a couple of, it's not just Pink, the legend coming back to American Family Field. You also have some former Brewers that I know a bunch of people here are very excited to uh, get the chance to chat with in CC Sabathia. What can you tell us about uh, some, some uh, legends returning home? Yeah, and, and August 25th uh, for our game, CC Sabathia is coming back. Uh, you know, the legendary trade in 2008 that propelled us to the postseason. Uh, he's been working with Major League Baseball. I've had a chance to get to know him, and he's just a tremendously uh, first-class individual and, and was a, you know, great pitcher. So we are very fortunate he'll be back, and the first 20,000 fans are going to get a poster of that iconic Milwaukee Journal Sentinel headline, um, Keg City, with, with him, you know, on the mound completing a game to get us in the postseason. Next day, Ben Sheets. He's being uh, honored at the Brewers. He'll throw the first pitch, and obviously another great Brewers pitcher coming back. 
Um, and it's, it'd be great to see him. Uh, and, you know, it's nice to sort of bridge the past with the current team. And I know all of our current players are excited to see these guys. And, you know, some of them may be a little bit too young to remember when CC was pitching for us, but uh, they, the legend lives on and, uh, and people really respect these guys and respect their performance. So I'm excited to have them back. Meanwhile, the first place Brewers start a series in Chicago against the White Sox. Rick Schlesinger, thank you, sir. Have a great weekend. Thank you, you too. Rick, the president of business operations for your Milwaukee Brewers on Brewers 360-752. Mark Tauscher is off. Instead, how about this for a scoop? Some of the unsung heroes at the Wisconsin State Fair are the ones who have to carry a shovel. Sandy Max has that story. At the Wisconsin State Fair, lots of livestock means lots of what they leave behind from their behind. Sparing us from stepping in that stuff are the scooper troopers. You see them around the barns in the Case IH Coliseum carrying a shovel, wearing a brown t-shirt, and shoes they don't mind getting dirty. Piper Faust of Milwaukee is one of the nearly two dozen scooper troopers. I am a scooper trooper. What is that? I clean up after the animals and I clean barns once the public has left. I stand mostly in the Coliseum and wait for an animal to drop something and then I go clean it up for them. Tell me this is not a volunteer position. You can volunteer. (laughs) If you're under 14, you can volunteer. But if you're over 15, you get paid pretty well for it. So I'm saving up for college. Although Piper has experience working with the Amish near her grandmother's house in Platteville, a farming background is not required to do this job. You just need to be able to handle a shovel and be able to tolerate the odors. So how do you find out about the scooper trooper role? One of my best friends, Callie, both of her parents are really involved in the agricultural department and for the last couple years, especially since COVID, they've had such a hard time getting people to apply for this job position. I mean, it's a kind of hard job position, but the pay is so good, it makes up for it, I think. Are you working all 11 days of the fair? I am. Where do you want to go to college? Hopefully in France. I'm bilingual, so I hope that I get to go to France for college. How exciting. What do you want to major in? Marine biology. Wow. So you are here uh, scooping up droppings. Yes. (laughs) So you can have a bright future. Yep, exactly. How much can a scooper trooper earn? Last year I made about 1700 Well, I only worked nine days last year, but... Hopefully this year I'll work all of the days and I get paid three, four extra dollars for working overtime. So that's nice. (laughs) As long as the animals are around at the state fair, the work will pile up and fairgoers seem to appreciate the crew as they do their duty. People love to come up to you and say, oh my gosh, I love your shirt or oh, the scooper troopers, I get it. It's a joke, right? I've had people even come up to me and ask where they can get a scooper trooper shirt. And I'm like, talk to my boss, I don't know. We know exactly how they can get one, and it involves the shovel that you have. Yes, the shovel I have. Mm-hmm. Sandy Max, WTMJ News. Sandy, part of WTMJ Now. She and Steve will be out there at the Wisconsin State Fair starting at 9 a.m. And, of course, Steve and Sandy and Brian Noonan will host a Saturday afternoon show from the fair tomorrow, 2 to 5 p.m.